1: for free shipping and 365-day returns.
2: The Opinion Line on Corks96FM Let us remind you of the email that Gareth read on Friday that had been sent to Ken and Ken Smollin, the homeless campaigner. He's, he's based up the country, but he can get help to you pretty much wherever he is, which is fantastic. Uh, but this is a message that had been sent to him from a woman in dire straits in uh, the Blarney area is all we're saying. Hi Ken, I'm so embarrassed texting you this message, but I am desperate. I'm living in Blarney, County Cork. I'm renting privately. My landlord won't accept. Hap. My rent is 750 a month for a two-bedroom house. I've been struggling for a while now, but this month is the worst. My rent is due tomorrow, so I'll have to go without food for me and the kids in order to keep a roof over their heads. The house is so damp and cold, but it's all I can get and it's all I can afford right now. I'm actually sitting here crying my eyes out while I write this message. I don't want people knowing my name as I've never been as embarrassed as I am right now. I feel like a complete failure to my kids knowing they're hungry and I can't feed them. I'm attaching pictures of one of the small bedrooms to show the damp conditions that we live in. It needs extra heating to heat it up, which means more debt for me. Sorry for ranting on about this. If you could point me in the direction of anyone who could help us, I would be forever grateful. That was the message that she sent to Ken Smollen, And you know how it panned out with Gareth on Friday. Over the weekend, I was able to make contact with this woman. Uh, her name is Susan, and uh, and she joins me now. Uh, Susan, g- good morning to you.
3: Good morning, Peter. I was flicking through Facebook, and I came across Ken's page a number of weeks ago. It took me, I've written out that message to Ken so many times. Yeah, I just was so embarrassed. I didn't want to send it. And eventually, I had to send it the other night, because I no longer had any food for my kids, as my rent was due. So it was either pay the rent or buy foods. If I paid the rent, then I was out on the streets with two small kids and nowhere to go. So I, I texted Ken and Ken immediately got back to me.
2: Yes, and he was talking to Gareth on Friday and I'm delighted that you're in a position to talk to me today. Tell me a little bit about your circumstances, as much now or as little as you want to share.
3: So I'm a single mother with two boys, Uh, I'm living in the Blarney area. I can't find any proper accommodation. So I'm in a house in Blarney and it's very, very damp. Like I showed one man came to my need last night and I showed him the bedrooms and I showed Ken pictures of the room. The water is running off the walls. There's black down the side of the bed. I've cleaned it multiple times, but as quick as I clean it, it's coming back out. Yeah. My kids' clothes are destroyed in out. My own clothes are destroyed in juvenile. I'm a very bad asthmatic. So my chest is... One time ago, my blue ventilator inhaler, it helped when I get a wheeze, but it don't help anymore. So I have two kids sleeping in the bed with me because they're so cold. The radiator in my room is broke. There's no heating in my room. It's like it was an extension built onto the house. So it's a damp extension. Okay. I rang up Threshold and because I have no contract, she was to give me a contract when I moved in, but I never got this contract. I rang up Threshold Anonymous and they told me, but without a contract, I'm actually a guest inside her house.
2: Yeah. I guess that pays rent.
3: Yeah. It's the same kind of thing. If I went into a hotel, I'd be paying to stay in the hotel and they could ask me to leave at any time.
2: Yeah. You're eligible for HAP?
3: I'm eligible for 1400 Okay. I was in with the homeless crowds in the city and they taught me that they have no emergency accommodation available that suit me and the kids. If I was on my own, they'd put me into the Simon community. Right. But because I have the kids... There's nothing they can do.
2: And how old are the kids, Susan?
3: Uh, three and four.
2: Oh, so they're only small babies, really?
3: Uh, they're only babies.
2: So so they've told you that they have nothing for you at the, the homeless. Yeah, offices. they've
3: told me on a number of occasions. It's not that I've sat back. I've been in there over and over again. Oh, and I'm not originally from Clark, so I'm told to go back to my own hometown. That's not an option. I can't go back to my own hometown I was fleeing domestic violence, so I can't go back to my own hometown.
2: Okay, I was going to ask you why, but you've told me. Yeah. So, your your rent is seven fifty a month. How how do you raise that money? Is it through welfare?
3: Between my my social welfare and my children's allowance.
2: Okay. You just about get there.
3: Yeah, and I have one friend. Like she lives in Blarney and she helps with my children some days like if she can't help too much but she has three kids herself But so if she's putting on a bit of a dinner for her kids my kids will get eat with her kids and bring them up to her house a good bit to get them out of the cold and the dampness
2: that's a good friend you have
3: yeah she's brilliant
2: how do you manage for heating and for lighting
3: I have an electric heater, a small electric heater that my friend's dad actually got for me when I moved in here. And the lighting, I have a small lamp and we just use it when we need to use it.
2: And who pays for the electricity? Do you have to pay?
3: I pay my seven fifty a month rent, and then I have to pay an extra hundred tour on top of that for electricity.
2: Hundred a month, and that's paid directly to the landlord, yeah. Yeah. So really your rent is eight fifty a month. Yeah. I know that Garrett spoke to Ken on Friday. Um and since he did, you've had so many offers of help.
3: Yeah, the generosity of people it like a really, really overwhelmed me so much of food and the want to send electricity and money and but I wouldn't I told them I, I don't I'm not in it for money I've just reached out to ken for food and like I just want to sh- wear awareness just trying even if it was only a two-bed house even if it was only a one- bed house that it wouldn't be damp conditions I know. just for me and my children even if it was just another shared bedroom just somewhere that we can say okay we're going in here and we're not going to get sick out of this because if i get sick with the dampness over being an asthmatic then my kids i don't know what's going to happen to my kids i know if i'm no longer able to look after them Tussle will end up stepping in with my kids and that's not going to help either one of us
2: i know it's a heartbreaking situation susan it really is
3: i feel like a complete failure My mental health is all over the place. So many times I've contemplated suicide. But I know then I have to be strong for the kids. I have to continue on for the kids. But it's horrible like to sit back when you hear two little babies telling you that they're hungry and you haven't got the food to feed them. How do you tell them like you, you can't eat? I don't have it. And as boys, it's like they're always hungry.
2: Yes. Yes, boys are always hungry. That's the truth. That's the truth.
3: When you're like looking at them and saying, you couldn't be hungry again. There's days I often went two days, three days, not eating just so that my kids can eat. I can survive a lot better, but a baby, a three and four year old, they can't survive without food. A man reached out to me through Ken's post. He actually brought a diffuser thing that sucks up mould and water. And I showed him the conditions of the room and that. And I texted him last night. And last night was the first night in a very, very long time that I could put my head on the pillow and sleep without worrying about food this morning because I had food to get up this morning. I had a breakfast to put on the table for my children.
2: And is that through the generosity that's come in?
3: Yeah, yeah.
2: Isn't that fantastic, though?
3: Yeah, it, it just... It gives you hope that there's still good people out there that still wants to help each other.
2: Well, there are good people out there, Susan. You're one of them. Remember that. Don't ever forget that.
3: Yeah, but it just doesn't feel like that.
2: I know. I know that. (laughs) Now, Katrina Toomey was also talking to Gareth on Friday. Um, Have you spoken to her yet?
3: No, not off yet, but it is on the cards to reach out to Katrina. I've heard the work Katrina does, and it's amazing, like, the work the woman does.
2: You're looking to get a little place. You have three and four-year-old boys, so you don't need a whole lot of space. You just need somewhere that's warm and dry.
3: Yeah. As I said, if I just got a bedroom, the kids can stay in the bedroom with me as long as it's warm and dry.
2: And the fact that you're eligible for HAP, when you go and say that to some potential landlord, will they accept the HAP off you?
3: No. A lot of landlords that I rang up on daft.ie and different sites for rental sites, they won't accept the HAP. And I don't see why... Because they current heat, their rent every month, because it's going directly into their bank accounts. But there's nothing I can do about that.
2: I know. You are registered with the homeless services in town, and, and they said to you, go back now in case I'm wrong. They said to you...
3: Go back to my hometown.
2: Go back to your hometown. And that's just not an option.
3: No, it's not an option for due to domestic violence, because It's not. I'm four year in Cork, and... Like If I thought it was an option for me to go back to where I'm from, where my family's from and where I was brought up all my life, I'd be long gone back. The first time that I got into a bit of financial difficulty, I'd be long gone back. But I know that for me and my children's welfare, I can't go back.
2: You'd be putting yourself in danger. Yeah. So having had Ken and Katrina speak to Gareth on Friday, and I'm very happy that you're talking to me now. If someone has a place, you're you're reaching out, you're pleading here, aren't you, Susan?
3: I'm just pleading that if it's just a bedroom, if it's anything, just as long as it's dry and not damp. Like the man came to my house, taught me that I'm in danger of the roof falling in and top of me inside this bedroom.
2: Have you got a doctor, a GP that that can write a letter on your behalf?
3: <laughs> I have a doctor. I've been to the doctor every second week from Ventolin inhalers, steroids, steroid inhalers. I was never on a steroidide inhaler. I was on a Ventolin inhaler, but not that often. I know. Uh, my four-year-old, he's on a blue and Ventolin inhaler now, and he's also on a single ear that he has to take at night time to keep his airways open.
2: Oh, dear me. You're totally in the wrong place, the three of you.
3: Yeah. So it's just every day is a constant worry. When is the kids going to get sick? When am I going to get that sick that I'm no longer able to look after the kids?
2: And you worry is that you'd end up unable to care for them and they'd be, you could lose them.
3: Yeah. And I Like I feel, that I feel them enough of not being able to give them a proper home and have food on the table as many times as they need it without end up being very sick and not able to care for them and then being took away from me altogether as bad as things are we still have each other
2: yes you do you do well now that i've been speaking to you susan if anybody can help you by coming through us we'll sort that out too
3: thanks very much Peter.
2: you've talked to ken ken is a miracle worker Katrina, when you speak to her, you'll realise, and there's nobody, and I'm telling you, there's nobody knows the housing situation and how to get something better than Katrina to me. Nobody. Yeah. The food is starting to come. You've got food now, haven't you? Yeah. Good.
3: There's a lady then that done online shopping, but it won't be delivered till tomorrow. Okay. So I have food and I have electricity, I have my heater, and I have my kids. All I need is... (laughs) A dry place. Okay.
2: Susan, people are listening to you now. Thank you for speaking to me. If, if anything comes through, we'll sort it out for you. Or we'll get it sorted out for you.
3: Thank you, Peter, And Peter. I just want to take this opportunity to thank Ken from the bottom of my heart and all the people that reached out and are generous.
2: Let me tell you something. That's only the start. If a place can be found, if anyone listening to us now can help to find you a place, they can call me straight away. And we'll get the ball rolling on that.
3: Thanks very much.
2: Have the best day you can. And that's how I'll put it.
3: I will, Peter. Thanks very much.
2: And look after. Hug hug your two kids. I will. Susan, thank you.
3: Thank you very much.
2: Cheers. Cheers. She's in such a... Such dire straits. And she's still just... Chat away. Quite happy to chat to me when I finally made contact with her. That's Susan. Who wrote to Ken Smullen, and Ken Smullen was on the show on Friday? That is the reality in which some people are living. Kate says, Shame that a girl like that's left in such a state with her kids. The landlords of this country need to have a bit more heart. And then Mary writes to say, PJ, God love that poor woman and her babies. What a sad existence. I just got an electricity bill of 950 euro. Take away the subsidy, the 200, and I'll pay 750. We've done nothing different. Last year's bill was €350 for the same amount of units, the same period. My husband and I both work, so we will be able to pay for this. But the country's a joke now. What are the government going to do about that poor woman, Susan? I really feel this government is failing its people. The electricity crisis will kill people. It already is, probably, says Marie or or Mary. Yeah, we had another bill last last week. Utilities set me back or have set me back just over a grand or just under a grand rather in the month of January. They would always be expensive in the month of January but they've doubled. They've doubled on last year. It's, it's, it's mad. Absolutely mad. And then you've Susan who's been charged 100 euro a month for electricity by her landlord on top of the 750 rent that she's paying to stay in a damp, cold, wet Place. She sent me the same pictures that she sent to Ken and the place is just mildew and damp and mould everywhere. So if we can help her, if anybody can help her, then then help her we will. I'll give you Ken Smolin's number again in a minute because he's kind of coordinating everything for Susan because it was to him she went first, so he's happy to take calls for anybody who wants to offer some bit of help. Uh, Along the way. But if it's happening in Blarney or the Blarney area, there ain't much goes past Uh, Kate Durant. Kate, good morning. You've had a chat to talk to Susan or chance to talk to Susan over the weekend, have you?
1: Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs?
4: Yeah, I did, PJ. Thank you. Thanks very much to you and to Ken for highlighting it and Katrina, of course, as always. I spoke to Susan, lovely lady, as you heard. It's heartbreaking. There are so many Susans out there yeah. with so many different stories um, and her situation is dire. She is now getting help. She was OK for the weekend, thanks to the generosity of people. She had food, she had heat, she had light. But it's it's just not about getting over the weekend, is it? Need to get her out of there if we can. Yeah, she needs to get out of there. And, and we need to, I mean, I, 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 I'm I very involved with Vincent de Paul, as you know. And one of the big things with Vincent de Paul is trying to keep people in housing before this happens. Mm-hmm. Um, so we work we work long and hard with people to stop them reaching homelessness um, if we can. Because once you do become homeless, it's so hard to climb out of that. As we've heard from Susan earlier, you know, people don't want to take HAP. Um, people don't want to. The, and and I suppose as well, we've got the supply to, the issue at the moment. And that's, that's not an excuse for anybody or any housing authority or corporation mm. we just don't seem to have the supply at the moment
2: yeah she she said that then when she goes to report herself into homeless services they they, they they say go back to your own hometown she can't
4: no she can't and i think if we've learned nothing else in the last few years especially during covid it's the impact of domestic violence and i think um Local authorities dealt very well with that during COVID, accepting that f- that home isn't necessarily the safest place for a lot of people. Sadly, um, I think Susan, I'm going to talk to her again um, later on today, and she probably needs to present herself as homeless because essentially she is. This mm. isn't a home for her. This isn't this isn't long term. Mm. It's not even short term sustainable. It is a roof over her head. There, the there is the kind
2: of attitude, though, sometimes, isn't there, Kate, when people go into the services? Will Will you do have a place to stay tonight? So. That's that's so that tends to be the
4: yeah. attitude. Yeah, and this is this is the chicken and the egg, isn't it? That, that to, to help people, they need to declare themselves homeless, which is adding strain onto the system. Whereas if we could recognise that that you will be homeless, you would be homeless, only you're tolerating a situation that we don't want you to tolerate, either by staying in a family home, which is intolerable, or in the circumstances Susan spoke about this morning. Um, if we could start to recognise that, as opposed to making people, I suppose, prostrate themselves as homeless Mm. and and put themselves into worse situations so we can then start to make it better, because obviously that's just making it harder for everybody. First and foremost, the people who are suffering and all the services that try to wrap around to stop this happening in the first place.
2: What is the situation with supply in that general area?
4: i I think i think i don't think things have ever been so dire um i don't like landlords we're seeing small landlords leave the market all the time Mm -hmm. and much as they've been berated we're now realizing really how much we needed them um there are i think in the blarney area i think there's up to five thousand houses when i say the blarney are the greater blarney area Mm -hmm. that are being held up at the moment due to objections to planning and judicial reviews etc cetera, etc cetera. and i think you can multiply that throughout the country yeah. and you know we keep being told this that none of us want anyone to be homeless we don't want our own families to be homeless we don't want susan to be homeless yet when planning goes up um, i i don't know do we do we need to change our mindset and be a little bit more generous about yeah. allowing um houses to be built, not in a higgledy-piggledy fashion. Obviously, there's got to be services, there's got to be schools, there's got to be roads, there's got to be infrastructure. But if we keep on objecting to everything, I don't know where Susan and the many, many Susans out there, I don't know where they're going to end up.
2: Katrina Toomey said on Friday that the past 10 days, the previous 10 days before that had been the worst she has ever seen for food poverty, you know, strong words coming from a woman like Katrina and people are getting electricity bills up 60 or 70%, some of them doubled on, on what they were this time last year like, are we surprised, Kate that people can't afford food?
4: No, in fact, I'm amazed that that there's not more people falling through the cracks. In fact, I think there are. We just don't hear from them. I mean, uh, in the last 12 months, in Vincent de Paul our calls have been up 20%. So we re- received, and this is just in Cork now, 16 and a half thousand calls from people looking for assistance, and nobody rings Vincent de Paul lightly. Nobody wants to look out for, to reach out for help. I mean, we heard Susan, you know, she's a dignified person. She kept reassuring us. She's, she's you and me. She's just in this difficult situation in life. She's got as much to offer as anybody has. You you know um we traditionally, through Vincent Paul, look after fourteen hundred families a month. But in the lead up to Christmas, the month in Christmas, we looked after five thousand families, either to pay bills or to keep them in their homes, Good or awesome. to give someone a bus ticket so they can actually get to school. We put food on the table. We, we fed two and a half thousand families, so they could actually have a family Christmas at home and put a turkey on the table. And uh, we do that with eight hundred families throughout Cork every eight hundred people throughout Cork every week as well. That's mm. on top of what Katrina Toomey and other agencies are doing. So. I've certainly, uh, you know, I'm no harbinger of doom. Um, I'm all about trying to find the, the bright side, but it's very hard at the moment okay. to find the bright side in this.
2: As long as the price of energy continues to be the way it is, and there's the message I had this morning from Mary, who said they just got an electricity bill of 950. Oh, God. Take off the 200, that's 750. Mm-hmm. Last year it was 350. Now, look, both of them are working. They'll find the money, you know. And and there are peop- people like that. Both of us are working. We- we'll find the money. But f- what about someone who has only got one ordinary job or maybe no job?
4: Where are well, they, they going to find eight. this money? Well, they won't, will they? That's the thing. And that's where, you know, we're, we're really wanting people to reach out for help. Like, don't wait until you get to a situation where you're being, I know they don't cut people off traditionally, but where you're in fear of being cut off or where you can't feed your children. We want people to reach out. Vince all there all the time. They can ring Tucky Street. They'll get the number online. It's four two seven zero four four four. They can go online to svp.ie. But please reach out. Please don't let it get any further than you need to. There is no no shame in reaching out. We're all on one side. We've all needed help at a certain stage in our life and will again, mm. you know, in different ways. And that's all we are as a community. You know, we've got to make sure that we're all doing okay as much as we can. And this is why food poverty is such a big thing because she, as Susan so eloquently put it, you've got to pay your rent otherwise you're homeless. You've got to keep the lights on for the children. Mm. So the only thing you can cut out, out on then is food.
2: Yes, um, and with, with two family. boys aged three and four, oh, you, you, she, you can't yeah, feed and, and you them. They're, They'd eat the
4: table. Of course they would. And I've no doubt what's happening is it is in any house, because this is what parents do, isn't it? The boys are being fine. The boys, she's cuddling up to them in bed. She's making them think everything's fine. It's all a game. They're being well fed. And then poor old Susan, I'd say, is crying her eyes out when they go to bed with nothing to eat. Yeah. Yeah. you know so we've got we've got to you know if anybody is struggling at the moment in cork there are so many good people out there as you quite rightly point out katrina toomey is there ken smullen who's a million miles away but doing fabulous work but ring vincent de paul let us talk you um agent uh energy provider for you let us help you let it let us stop you getting to the stage where you just can't go on anymore we are there
2: yeah yeah and and you can do things Kay, thank you and i know that now that you're taking care of Susan, as it were. She's in very good hands, and and you'll stay in touch with her. We will. So, we'll uh,
4: make sure she doesn't fall through the cracks as much as is possible. And thank you for airing this. It's so important it's aired, because we can't help if we don't know about it. So much appreciation to you all, as always.
2: Cheers. Kate, thank you. That's Kate around. Oh eight one eight ninety six ninety six ninety six. Kevin, good morning.
5: Hi, good morning, Peter. How are you?
2: Good. What would you like to say, sir?
5: Uh... Uh, I I just I just find it it's a bit of a joke really isn't it I I think doesn't Ireland pay like some of the highest tax in all of Europe and if you know, we've very little to show for ourselves from this from the government yeah. every every single time I I'm, I'm, I listen to you every morning like so most mornings I'm hearing you with all these unfortunate sad stories and sad times for all these local people and it's always a good-hearted person to save them but that's the job of the government is it not you know. Like, we are paying the highest taxes for these people to take care of us, yet they're leaving us, and people like, is it was it Susan, yeah. in, inside in a mouldy house with her two little tiny kids? And my sister was the same. She's outside outside in, in County, just on the border between Cork and Limerick, and her house was quite the same. She couldn't stay there throughout the winter because it was so cold. She had to come up to my mother's place, and my mother's place was overcrowded then with, you know, and, and it's put stress on the entire family all the way back, and it trickles down, but it's us that suffer. But it's us that still go out every morning at 6 in the morning until 6 and 7 in the afternoon, work our lives away, pay for all the taxes, pay for absolutely everything, pay extortionate prices on everything you buy, everything you sell, everything. And we've nothing to show for it except for uh, our overpriced houses. And then the prices that we're paying for these houses are mouldy, you know? know. And we've nothing to say, no one to go to, no one to give out to except for P. J. in the morning. So hoping that some good-hearted person will hear us and save us. Because the government aren't. Well, and uh, and uh, we should be focusing our anger and our, our energy straight at the government. They're giving them no choice or get them out of office.
2: You talk about taxes, and I've been saying it for years here. I, I get my, my wages once a month, and I get mugged, literally mugged, by the taxman. Yes. So does my wife, mugged. And you're wondering, where the bloody hell is it going?
5: Yeah, I, I, I honestly don't know. I don't see any new schools, new hospitals, every single area in all of these places, schools, hospitals, housing, there's crises in all sections. Why? Because we should have been pumping our taxes into them all along, and now we've no money, well, no taxes, and now we're coming into a recession, and we've still nothing to show for it. But the EU is doing fine. Like, our government are getting paid very, very well to take in all of these Ukrainians as well. It's not like they're just opening the doors and saying, come on in and we'd pay mm. for it. EU are paying them to do it.
2: And, and, and the economy is in a position where we have a six billion euro surplus so 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 that's sitting there and admittedly has to be kept for a rainy day but you then ask well how much rain do you need to see before you start spending that money
5: I, I do. I honestly feel like that there should be a massive inquiry brought in to find out exactly how much money the government take in on an annual basis and exactly how much money they spend out and to see exactly where it's going to have full transparency because I guarantee it if we were to truly know exactly where all of our taxes are really going, I'm fairly sure that there's a lot of us that would get up there and say no more like.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And, and the, the sad part is, Kevin, that I'm nine years doing this program now and I'm another God knows how many years before that meeting people like Susan out on the road, and it doesn't change.
5: It doesn't. And that's the thing. As a, as a matter of fact, it seems to get worse and worse, and they'll, they'll tell you that, that they're, they're doing all they can to change it, but they're clearly not. They're like, doing a little bit and making you feel like it's a lot, but it has no effect whatsoever on whatever they're doing.
2: Well, when Katrina Toomey says it's the worst she's ever seen in yeah. terms of food poverty and that woman has seen everything and Kate whom I know for many years Kate's seen it what? all too When well, they're both saying this is the worst they have ever seen and look we appreciate the 200 quid knocked off the ESB bill I, I was very grateful to see that knocked off mine the other day it didn't make it any less of a stinker of a bill
5: no because it went up by an extra 500 you know what I mean but I mean look, look
2: at Mary's one there this time last year her bill was 350 euro. For admittedly, December and January would be about the biggest electricity bill of most people's year, correct? Yep. The three hundred and fifty she paid last January. And even with the discount now she'll pay seven hundred and fifty. That's more than doubled. And and yep. she's a, in a house with with two incomes. They can sustain that. Yeah. But like, that- what about someone who can't
5: I, it's insane. And again, when you're looking at the rent in places like this, what they started doing was instead of charging you for a house, they started charging you for a room. So now if you have three bedrooms, that's three incomes, that's three rents that could be gone out, so sort are of charging you 1500 euros. And, and like, who can afford this? Like, for, like, I was working for a long time there, and my average wage was around two to two and a half grand a month. Mm. If I'm paying out 1200 euros a month or 1500 euros a month, on my on my rent, that leaves extremely little to pay my tax or to pay my uh, my electricity and my gas and my diesel and my insurance and food and, and food. And yeah. Feed my child and get her to school and any books or a little holiday. God, God forbid, I even wanted a break from this glorious existence that we have. You know, I know. It's, uh, I just, I just, I just get so stressed out when I hear about it all the time because every single morning it's a good-hearted person that saves the day. Yeah. And it could be the government making the call and saying, My God, I can't believe she's in this dire strait. Let us sort it. You know, yeah. and but where are
2: they hiding? You know? Yeah. Kevin, great call. Thank you for it. Courts 96 FM.
1: Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweaters starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.
0: Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week.